Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Welcome back to the Practice Brave podcast. Today, I'm going to share with you what my career trajectory has looked like as a strength and conditioning coach by trade, I should say. Um, There are so many people that engaged with this reel I made a while back where I talked about when I graduated, um, there was no option out there of entrepreneurship or business startup. It It just was not an option. So my undergraduate degree is in kinesiology, exercise science. And back then, we were really only given options of corporate wellness, personal training, going on to physical therapy school, teaching physical education, things within that realm. There was never any guidance on what would it look like if you wanted to start your own business. And again, like back then, online business was not even close to being what it is now. So I graduated with my undergraduate degree in 2008. Later, I went on to get my master's degree in coaching. And I did that um, when I was working and walked the stage when I was extremely pregnant with my first son, Cade. So that was in 2013. Now, a lot happened prior to starting my own business. And I think We need to have more stories and examples out there about what people's career trajectories look like. Because so many people come into my coaching certification program and they come from all different backgrounds. They were teachers, they were engineers, or they were people who were certified strength conditioning specialists. We really have quite a variety of people that come into this. And this is what has sparked the conversation, especially when talking about those who have an exercise or fitness background career-wise. So when I graduated, my very first job that I took, and so this was also when there was a big recession. So I should also (laughs) preface uh, that conversation too. So I graduated with my undergraduate degree in 2008, and I went to Europe for a while, traveled with my now husband. When I came back, it was a sentiment of you need to get a job and we don't expect you to live with us for very long. Um, And that was really stressful for me. I was like, how am I supposed to get a job? I'm so stressed out. Like there's really nothing available. And so my very first job that I got was as a personal trainer at a smaller, like personal training gym. And I was given the job because of this. The owner at the time said, I will give you a job if you're willing to take a morning client. And I said, yeah, I'm like, no problem. And he said, 
the client will start her workout at four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, oh my God, like, and I'm a morning person, but it's a whole other thing to be ready to go at the place. And it was about a 30 minute drive from my home at that time and be coaching at 4 a.m. Okay. So that was a little intense, but I knew I needed to say yes. I needed to start making money and beyond financial, I needed to start getting immersed outside of just education. I needed to start the actual application part. I had experience as a collegiate athlete. I had experience coaching sports and teaching swim lessons, but nothing in the field I really wanted to go in aside from like an internship. So I knew that I really needed to take that job. So I got that 4 a.m. client and I worked with her for quite a while. And I started to build up my clientele. This was where I was able to mentor and look at how different personal trainers would coach their clients, different approaches. And that was a very bodybuilding, um, very like supplement heavy gym at the time, which wasn't really my thing. But again, I was really grateful to have a job and I was still figuring out what my thing was in general. So I, I had that job and it was really good for a while. And then I started to, you know, start to look around a little bit. And then I took a job it was about an hour, hour and 15 minutes away from my parents' home, which is where I was living at the time. And I knew that this would be a bump up in career. It was taking a corporate wellness position, at a very big company, big, very big corporation, I should say. And um, the opportunity was really good. But in California, an hour and 15 minute drive without traffic is a big deal. <laughs> that takes a really long time because then there's always going to be traffic. So I was exchanging crazy split hours of personal training for a crazy commute. At the time, that felt like a, a good choice to make because it was a step further along in my coaching career and trajectory in the fitness industry. And I thought at that point in time, I really wanted to be in corporate wellness too. I thought that that was my, that was my angle, even though, again, my background was in like strength conditioning as a focus. I, I knew that I wanted to get into that realm. So I took that job and I commuted for about six months. And that was pretty brutal. <laughs> it was really a brutal commute because my hours were uh, kind of all over the place. And I tried to get shifts where there wasn't as much traffic. And I know for those of you who are not super familiar with California, you're like, well, how bad can it be? But uh, some days it was, it was so bad. There was one time I even like slept in my car for a few hours so that I could wait out traffic. Um, and it was like really late at night. So I don't know. It just, it was not sustainable. And at that point in time, my husband, my now husband was applying to different departments and he got put through an academy close to where this particular job was. And then I broke the news to my mom that we'd be living together. And as much as her and my stepdad wanted me out of the house, I don't think she was very happy that him and I were going to move in together. But she also knew what a toll that commute was taking on me and my poor, poor car at the time. So we moved in together. We ended up getting engaged when he got out of the academy. And I kept um, working in that corporate wellness world. Well, then I had the idea of wanting to go back to school and to get my master's degree. So I thought, well, hey, I'm going to try to find a graduate assistant um, position 
where I can coach, but also get my master's degree. So I thought I could go back to school for my master's at the school that I got my undergraduate from. So I took a assistant coach position position there because that was what God offered to me when I, when I offered this idea up again, thinking that it would be because I'd get my master's degree from that school. Well, so I took that job. So now I was working in corporate wellness and I was working in collegiate athletics. Um, and that started to get really crazy. So, and it was thinking about getting my master's degree, but I didn't really see a degree at that school that resonated with what I wanted to do. But then the position of being an assistant coach in division one athletics was also really appealing. I was just very, very motivated across the board. Um, and then I saw a position come up. This it's, it's funny recording or like talking about this now. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I was just so, um, like go, go, go <laughs> very, very millennial of just out there trying to like climb this ladder, I guess. But I ended up finding a corporate wellness position where I could be the director and not have to answer to anybody, which I really liked. Even back then, before entrepreneurship was ever a thought in my mind, I thought it'd be really cool to step into a company and run their whole corporate wellness program for them and really just have a couple um, fitness instructors under me. But I would get to design the programs. I would get to lead any of the projects that we were trying to do to improve company culture. So I saw that job and I took that and it was close to where I was coaching college at the time. So I started doing that and I did that for years. I, I juggled the, it was a part-time position, which I thought it was an improvement in my schedule. I could work, you know, six hours a day at that position. And then I would go to the college and coach there for the rest of the evening. So that was a very busy season of my life. And at that time, I had also gone back to school, not at the university I got the job at coaching, but for a totally different university where I did mostly online, but did have some hybrid in-person learning uh, experiences. So this was leading, this was my first few years of marriage. And this was through my first pregnancy where I was coaching collegiate division one athletics, which is never a part-time position. They say it's part-time, but that kind of job is never, ever part-time. It was all encompassing and going and getting my master's and working in corporate wellness. And I did that juggle for a while. I didn't know another way of not being so busy, of not going and doing and achieving. That was what I was programmed to do, honestly, since I was five years old. And not because my mom was somebody who put a lot of pressure on me, but because she was a single mom and she wanted to keep my sister and I in a structured routine where we could feel safe, where we had, we knew what to do. We knew what to expect because so many things in our outside life were, were kind of unstable. So she wanted to keep us in a really solid routine. And we did that our whole life. So I got pregnant with Kate. I kept doing that. And then I knew that after I had him, I would likely resign from the corporate wellness position, thinking that collegiate athletics would kind of allow me to like allow me to be a mom and have my baby around me more without having to like have a lot of childcare or 
Um, I just thought I could do both. And I thought I could do both at the same time. And me back then was very much like, and don't tell me otherwise, because I won't listen to you. Like so stubborn, (laughs) so stubborn and not in any kind of healthy way for me or my future baby. So I ended up having Cade. I resigned from that corporate wellness position and I was just, and I say that with like air quotes, coaching collegiate athletics through his first year of life. And that was a really hard year of life in general for me, um, with my mental health, with my physical recovery. Cade was a spirited baby from the get-go. He's a spirited child today. And it just trying to meet the standards of a division one program in head coach and the demands of a team mixed and the travel and the recruiting and all of that mixed in with surviving the first year of motherhood was freaking toxic. And I couldn't see at the time because I did not know any other way. Um, But I just kept getting humbled over and over and over. And I knew that it was time for me to leave, but I wanted to make it to the end of season. And I just felt this like so much pressure to hang on just another you know, another this season or another uh, few weeks for that, or got to get through this 20 week training session or whatever. Like there was just so many things. And finally, I just said like enough, I have really tried to get through this first year of being postpartum of going back to work. So, so, so soon, um, because I felt the pressure. It's not, I, I felt the pressure from the administration, from the coach, from myself, because I didn't want to let anybody down. And I wanted to, you know, prove that I could do it all. And I took a lot of pride in that. So I was trying and working so hard to juggle these things, but eventually it just, it broke. I just said no more. And at that time it was really scary because that meant I wouldn't be working. And, you know, that was a conversation my husband and I had to have where the focus was like, okay, well, if I quit, I'm going to be staying home with Cade and we have to rely on your income. And not that I was getting paid a lot at all in collegiate athletics. Like it's such a, it's such a joke, honestly, to like sit and think back, like it's, was not okay. Um, But again, I never thought to ask for more or anything like that. And I, I knew that we just needed to rely on Jared's income, which wasn't, you know, a crazy high paying job. It was it was just very average and it was, it was tough for a while, but then, you know, it was home with Cade and I knew that I wanted to find something because I was still struggling. I was still lost trying to find what my identity was. I had this one-year-old baby who we had survived a lot, (laughs) a lot that first year. And I knew I wanted to find a dynamic that felt better for us. And so that's when I, thought at the gym I was just working out at at the time, it was a CrossFit gym. I said, Hey, like, would you mind if I did like a super small group, like three to four people, two to three times a week class here? Um, I just, I want something to do. I need something to do. I'm thinking that I'll coach after I work out. So um, can I, can I run like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, women's small group, personal training class here? And the owner felt so bad for me because, you know, he, he watched me through pregnancy and all of these changes and postpartum. He was like, yeah, like that's totally fine. And he didn't even charge me rent initially. Cause he was like, yeah, just see, like, see who can come in here and see what can happen. 
you know, try it out. It's, oh, it's all good. It was a big facility. It wasn't, I wasn't like getting in the way. So it was a, I mean, I, literally he just was doing me a favor because I think he felt bad for me. <laughs> so I had one of my best friends from college. She's not a mom. And I had a neighbor who was like, you know, the neighbor who was always like, Hey girl, if you ever want to work out sometime when she'd see me like working out in my garage. So I was like, Hey, like you want to come to the, to this gym with me and I'll coach you. Um, and then a couple, like one other person who was just a friend of my husband and I, and I just said, I told all of them, like, I'll coach you for free. I just want to start. I just want to start doing something. I want to start coaching and I need something. I was seeking fulfillment in something that was bigger than motherhood where I felt like all of my work experience, all of my efforts, all of that time wasn't going to go away. And, you know, it's, what's really rewarding now is to jump ahead a little bit is to see so many of the PNPA coaches that finish the certification that are seeking the same exact thing. Cause like, I get that. I get that so purely. Um, it is, hard to feel like my life has changed, my career has changed, my output has changed. And I care so much and I want to be with my baby, but there's so many aspects have changed. How can I still feel worthy? How can I still feel validated? How can I still feel like me outside of motherhood? And that's a struggle so many people, so many people experience. So that's an aside there. So I started coaching and then I, I put it on Facebook. <laughs> I started a Facebook page that wasn't just my own personal Facebook account. Instagram wasn't um, anything compared to what it is today. So this was 2014. And I just, I put it out there on Facebook. This is what I was doing. And then I started to get into the mom groups a little bit more. And that was before there was a ton of rules in mom groups about sharing businesses and things like that. And I just, I started to grow this little, this one hour, a couple days a week program that I called a women's strength conditioning program. And then eventually people were like, Hey, we need to pay you. This isn't cool. Like I, or, you know, like somebody is like one person kind of like stepped away. It was like, yeah, like, thank you. I appreciate this, whatever. And then others started to come in and they were like, how much can I pay you? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I felt so guilty taking people's money, especially because some of them were friends and then not knowing at all how to price myself for that. I was just like, well, I guess CrossFit charges this much, um, but then they have unlimited classes and all of this. And so I was just literally like making up ideas. Like, I don't know, how about a hundred dollars a month? And it's three days a week. You can bring your baby and I'll coach you. And people were like, yeah, that sounds good. So my first like real month of not just the trial. Like I did trial period of just coaching people for fun and for free for two months. And then, um, so that was like a no October, November kind of in December. And then come January, I was like, fine, I'll charge people. And then I made $300 my first month. And I was stoked. Like I was so happy because it didn't feel like work for me. And I just made $300 and I knew that, well, you know what? Like I could start sending kids going to be going to preschool pretty soon here. He'll go a couple days a week. And now I can contribute to that so that maybe I can do a little bit more. Like what options are there for this? And every month that went on, I started to get more people in class. And then I started to, 
This was also when I was in the trenches of learning so much more about my body and about core and pelvic health, working with or like mentoring under a pelvic floor physical therapist and really just sort of connecting those dots and like in my own learning season of continued education around connecting the dots between strength and conditioning and core and pelvic health. So I was in my own trenches of that in my body, but then that started to seep into my business and I started a postpartum series or program. It started as four weeks and it went to six weeks. So now I had two classes. By this point in time, I had changed gyms. My name was growing in the community. There were people that were coming in that were excited and they would go through that postpartum program. And then that would be act as a feeder into the women's strength conditioning class, which was just an ongoing three day a week program um, at that like 930 time spot, which worked super well. And it started to complement when Cade would go into preschool a couple days a week, or if he wasn't, I could bring him. I wanted to create an environment where the moms I were coaching, because it just ended up being a lot of moms at that time of day, I did not have to choose between working out and childcare so they could bring their kid. We would just like sort of crate them off or have a device, whatever, and park the stroller, whatever it might be. We figured it out. And those kids had a lot of fun playing together. And there was just a really good community that started to build. I was paying rent, but I was also making more money than I could have dreamed of. I was like so, so, so excited to be doing something that felt like it was like fulfilling a social and emotional need, but then it was started to fulfill like professional need. And then that fed into like a financial need. And all of it was like, man, like, this is great. I'm with my kid, but I am also surrounded in it's like a really fun environment for me. And I was able to start building upon that. And I did. And then the better I got as a coach, the more I was able to help people. And then I started sharing about how I was helping them with their body through pregnancy, through postpartum, through managing a symptom, through getting stronger. Most of those people had never lifted before ever. Like they had never really gone near a barbell and I was helping them learn barbells and not be afraid of movement and pushing their body and doing really athletic shit. And it was so cool to see that you know, that's where that seed of your athleticism does not end when motherhood begins. Sometimes that's where it starts. And that's where it was for so many of these women coming into my program was like, oh my God, I've never stepped foot in a gym where I was always so intimidated of CrossFit. But like now I'm knocking out kipping pull-ups and I'm deadlifting twice my body weight. And I feel so strong. I can run fast. I'm sprinting. I'm doing all of these things. And I, that was when a light bulb went off for me was like, they've just never had exposure. It's not that the interest isn't necessarily there. They've just never had exposure and they've never had good progression into that. So honestly, I started seeing all these moms become kick-ass athletes. It was really, really cool. Those were some of the most rewarding coaching seasons of my life because I got to witness people discover a whole new side of themselves. And that was really, really awesome to see. And... (laughs) That is what started to lead to taking some of my stuff online because when I was, again, just kind of sharing here and there on Facebook, a little bit on Instagram, not even formally, I started getting, and then I was sharing about my own process too, um, with a diastasis, with recovery, with what I was experiencing mentally and physically in my training, whatever. I was sharing both my coaching and my personal stuff. 
very similar to how I am today. Um, it just morphs with you over time. That's when people started emailing me and asking questions and being like, hey, so are there other programs like this? Do you know of a coach in this area who does something similar? And of course, my answer was no, because there wasn't. It was like such crap in the pre and postnatal industry. It's so gross, whether it was like, get your body back, just do all these like plyometric and stuff and go to the park and run yourself into the ground kind of literally with your stroller. Or it was like, get back to CrossFit ASAP and pretend like you never had a baby. Like that's what a lot of it was back then. So there weren't a lot of people doing that. And I knew in order to get some better information out there for the consumer, not even the coaches at that point in time, it was like, okay, if you know nothing else, at least know this stuff. And so I created my first online course and I didn't even know what an online course was at the time, but I had a colleague in my life who was like, yeah, I think you should make an online course. So I had somebody help me with that, literally built a PowerPoint, recorded audio over it. And then, um, God, what was it called? Like put it in like Vimeo or something like that. Like it was such a, it was so randomly put together but people were buying it. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is, this is crazy. Like I have a website now, like what was just a blog, like literally blogspot.com turned into a place where people were buying this program. And then they were saying, Hey, that was such helpful information. Thank you so much for sharing that. Do you have a program I could follow? I'm postpartum. Um, and I just really need some guidance or I'm worried about my diastasis or I really want to start doing this again. And so then being who I am, I was like, well, I mean, let me make one. So I started making programs for people here and there. And then I got really busy and really overwhelmed and in the trenches of spreadsheets. And if you know me now, like that's just not how my brain works at all. I'm very visionary. I am not like in the weeds of my business and the tech and the, like the integration stuff. No, 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 no. I like, I like my brain short wires now, but back then it was just like Excel spreadsheets and trying to get them programs every, every four to six weeks. I did that for quite a while until it became an idea of there's a better way to do this. So I, then I created my first six week program, postpartum program. My friend just put it in a PDF for me. Like I wrote the workout. She made it look kind of pretty in a PDF or maybe it was in just like, yeah, like a Word doc and then she turned it into a PDF and then we were able to start selling that. But oh my God, I had no idea what I was doing. But I started to get connected with other entrepreneurs that became really, really encouraging. And that was all through online. So Jen Campbell of Mama Lion Strong and Balance 365, her and I connected we became really good friends and she just gave me such a kick in the ass of like, okay, here, like you are an entrepreneur, you are a visionary, you have a lot of potential and I hope you use it. And I was like, oh shit. Like, okay. Like that's, I guess that, that was like the first time I really felt like there was a potential for something more than just this hustle of like creating and trying to coach and help people in a, this unsustainable way that I was doing. So I started to meet a lot more people. I'd get introduced, you know, just through this like small um, entrepreneurial community or fitness coaches that were also kind of taking their business more online at the time. So this is 2016, 2015 and 2016. 
started to just do more and do more and do more. I put programs out there. People were buying the programs. I was getting a lot of positive feedback because it was different. It was different than what they were being told or sold otherwise. And frankly, it still is. Like, that's the thing. It's like, we've been, I've been in this game for a while now. And there's a reason that the work we put out there is just still different. I always have to lean into that. Whenever I get discouraged or overwhelmed, it's like, but we've been here before. <laughs> like we know that there's something different and something special and something really quality about the work the the PNP brand is putting out there. And history tells us that, data tells us that. So I at that time also became pregnant with my second son, Chance, who some of you know is kind of a miracle baby because I really was unsure if I ever wanted to have another child again. I was really scared of labor and delivery. I was scared of um having a really challenging postpartum experience again. I was scared of adding a harder dynamic to my family when I already felt like I was in survival mode for so long with Cade. So, I mean, I recorded a podcast on that. You can like dig around there, but that was just a hard time in my life. But also I knew it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to apply everything I learned. It was an opportunity to lead by example. And it was an opportunity to test everything that I was that I was saying in real time and share that and document the process. And I did. And during that time, I went and started collaborating on a project with two other professionals, a physical therapist and another pre and postnatal coach, thinking we wanted to create a program that would educate professionals so that they could do better in their community. They could become qualified coaches. And we worked and we worked. On this, I went to Thailand and I I was coaching there for a two and a half week period. And I like, it was the first time I had kind of been <laughs> alone without a kid distracting me. And it was amazing how much work you get done on that long of a flight. And uh, when you're alone at night in a hotel room in Thailand, but, and I was also with one of my mentors at the time, Tom DeLong, um, who's no longer with us, but it was such a special learning opportunity for me. And I was able to create the bones of what has now become the coach course, the coaching certification. So we had the first person that I was collaborating on this idea with bailed out and it was fine. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Like me and this other person will do it then. And then I was told that it wasn't up to her standards and she couldn't put her name behind it and that she just didn't want to take the risk of putting something like this out there and helping people become qualified because it was too risky and was just super critical, really critical. And that was hard because now I was like, well, shit, like I've put in all of this work and all of this time. And honestly, like when I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And so then I was left with the situation of okay, well, now I really need to figure out how to complete a project of this magnitude, a course of this magnitude. What does that even mean? What does that even look like? I didn't think it'd be a certification at the time. I just thought it was going to be like a, a learning course for fitness professionals. And as time went on, I just got deeper into the weeds of creating and going like, what do coaches need to know? What do they need to know about coaches' population? There's so much they need to know. And I am a qualified coach. I am doing this. I've been this as an athlete. 
I have been applying this as a coach. I know what it is like from every single angle. So why not me? Why not me? And I just got pissed, honestly. And then I remember I was pregnant. So I was like pissed and hormonal and motivated with the timeline of delivery. So I kept creating this coach course and I was due in August and I launched it in like the end of May, very beginning of June of 2017. And my launch strategies. So for all of my like entrepreneurs, anyone in the marketing world listening to this, you might laugh. I had no email list. I had no pre-launch. I had no Facebook ads. I don't even know if they were around back then. Nothing. My launch was sharing on Facebook a, hey, I made a thing. Now, remember, after all of this time, people in our industry had started following me. They knew what I was about. They knew what I was coaching. And there was a lot of support. And it was so freaking pure. It was so pure because I think people in some ways, like they were cheering for me because they knew like they had seen a lot of this unfold. Maybe some people kind of felt bad. I don't know, but it was just this huge heart effort, like huge heart, all heart, minimal strategy other than like, I knew the curriculum really dang well. I knew it was a good course. I knew that it would give people the foundation of of what they really needed in order to start becoming a better resource for the people in their local community. So I put that out there in the like summer, basically of 2017, I had chance like a month later. And the day that I launched it, and these are details I very rarely share. So I'm even hesitant putting in the podcast, but I made more in one night than I made an entire year of coaching college athletics. And I just sat there like almost like laugh crying with my husband. I just, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe people were buying it. I had once again, had no clue how to price it. I fortunately had like friends, fellow colleagues that helped really, you know, do some market research and they knew the curriculum. They knew the value. They could help me figure that out. Um, Cause I had no idea. I had no idea like what it was worth or how to put a number behind that. None. I knew the curriculum. I didn't know anything else attached to that. So I relied on my friends to help with that. And I sat there when people started buying it, I just could not believe that people were that a hundred percent in on it and that excited and that supportive and that so much of my brain and heart were going to get out into the world. And I knew it was going to do good. It just had to get out there. But I knew I was so freaking confident. I was like, if people, if they work through this, they will learn. They will know what to do, whether it's to help themselves or to help other people. But I'm stoked that it is out there. And that's all I wanted. It wasn't a monetary goal at all. Frankly, I never even thought about that. It's not the business advice I would give now. But at that time, I was so relieved to have finished it, to have put my my like work out into the world that anything else that came of it just felt like this bonus. And so that's why I kind of sat there like in shock and exhaustion and like joy that I, I just couldn't believe that there was like monetary affirmation too. I just was shocking. It's just shocking. It really was. And I knew at that moment, holy shit. I better find somebody to help me because I cannot have a baby in a month and like have people that are counting on me (laughs) from, from like the tech, from the support, from 
what this now meant, it was a huge turning point in my business for like going from a kind of recreational hobby, like half-ass business to, oh no, this is a full, full ass business now. And you better find some help to support you. So I, I knew I needed to find some sort of virtual assistant. I had no idea where to look. And while I had just made a decent amount of money on the course, I was still like, you know, scarcity entrepreneur mindset of like, oh God, well, but I don't know if I'm going to like keep making money or anything like that. Like, ugh. so I wanted to find help very few hours. And I knew, okay, if I can find somebody who can help with some of the customer service support stuff so that I can maybe kind of have a less stressful maternity leave this time around, that would be great. And I was able to find a virtual assistant for around I think it was somewhere between like $200 and $250 a month. And I remember telling myself, all right, that's like one additional Costco trip a month. Like you can swing that. And if your business can't swing that, like, okay, our personal account will pay for this person and it'll be fine. I'll, we'll figure it out because $250, we can be plus or minus that on a month and it will like not hurt our family. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that, or like, oh, okay, I need to get another, I'll have to get an additional client in one of my classes and that will you know, one or two more clients will help, will help me pay for this person. So I knew that I could make 250 or would not be like crushed by it. And able to find her and she really stepped in and was like, you don't have an email list. You don't, you don't do this or there's no that. And she just really stepped in and helped clean up a lot because anyone I had ever hired before was like very project freelancer. Hey, yeah, I'll build out your course and teachable. And then like, that was it. Um, I'll be here if you have some questions on that, but like, I don't even know what questions to ask. Nevertheless, how to help other people with their questions. And that's where hiring somebody who could learn my business made a huge, huge, huge difference in feeling safe, feeling like my business would be okay. Feeling like all of this work was, was going to keep being effective. So I hired her and then I was able to have chance and like knowing that there was there's backup. There was somebody there who could help with aspects of my business and would give me in some ways, like a lot of just coaching, like her brain, she knew nothing about pregnancy or postpartum or coaching, which is fine. I didn't need her to know that I needed her to teach me like some of the like business basics. And that's exactly what she did. She really stepped in and guided what I needed in order to like make things a bit more legit because before it was like all heart and passion and zero logistics, which is like my full send personality, I guess. Um, very visionary. So I hired her and I had chance. I started creating more free resources that I had learned are considered opt-ins and would help build my email list, the things that I didn't know anything about. And it was great because I was in the trenches of my own, you know, finished up my own pregnancy and my own postpartum or going through my own postpartum experiences. So the content was really real and fresh and relatable. And fortunately, Chance was a much chiller kid and baby. I was able and I wanted to create and have an outlet during my postpartum experience with him. I didn't feel the pressure to. I actually wanted to. And that was, I, I had been very adamant with myself, my therapist about how I was going to navigate that season because I felt so much pressure through my first child with work that I knew I didn't want to put pressure on myself this second time. That's why I hired the VA and only wanted to do what I wanted to do, not because I felt like I had to do anything. So because of his personality, because I was recovering so much better, because I had a better overall 
approach and mindset. I was not in the trenches of postpartum depression and anxiety this the second time around. Um, I just started creating more and more opt-ins. And then I started getting more ideas. I started building the culture of the coach group. And I was sharing my own postpartum experience with Chance. And that became really relatable. My social media started growing. Um, more and more coaches were working through the certification. They were starting to apply it. They were sharing. And it started to grow in a, such a grassroots way. Like I did not have a ton of exposure or a huge team behind me. I didn't have a large following, frankly. I still don't have that large of a following in comparison to a lot of other brands that aren't even really putting out that great of work or it's not, um, it is not their their focus of work. Maybe they have like a side program or something like that. But I mean, I was like this underdog in a lot of ways, a qualified underdog, but still an underdog in the online space. So it just started to grow and it grew because of results, because of impact, because people were saying like, I saw the athlete you were coaching and what she was able to do, or I worked through your six week program or you coached me in my class, or I took your certification program. And now I started this class in my community, or I applied it, this concept to one of my personal training clients who had a significant diastasis or prolapse or whatever, or I was able to do a marathon because I took some of your advice early on postpartum and I feel so much better. And it became so much more than just like X's and O's, right? It, it was really like this supporting the whole person from athlete to coaching professional. Like I wanted to take what I knew, what I could offer as a coach, and as a human who had experienced it from all angles, from the motherhood angle, from the coaching professional angle, and from uh, the athlete angle. Like how can we create resources and a business that supports that whole person experience and improve the integrity of our industry? And so over the last four years now, since releasing the coach course, and really building upon it, expanding my team, having a business coach, having a whole whole system. Like it's not just a business, like we're turning it into a company now. It's it is so much bigger than I could have ever imagined. Than I even knew how I didn't understand anything about business at all. It was never my God, it was just never even an option. It was never something on the table. Like I mentioned earlier when I was in school for this sort of some of this stuff. Um this was never an option. And now it is a multi six figure brand company business. I have great people that work with me. We have a great community and culture of athletes, of coaches, of people doing really good work in their community. And we've helped tens of thousands of people through these seasons and not just professional athletes. We have some of those, of course, which is super rewarding, but we have like your everyday CrossFitter, your everyday boot camp, Zumba, yoga, whatever person that has found help in their experience of pregnancy and postpartum, whether they've gone through one of my fitness programs or because they've been coached by somebody who, who got better qualified through the curriculum they learned in the PNPA coaching certification. It's been really rewarding to see and experience this process because I don't know if I've ever actually shared that timeline or story behind the business and coaching trajectory, but I think 
you have to take like what you learn along your path and keep building upon it, building upon it until you find your thing, until you find the thing that lights you up, the thing that pisses you off, the thing that you want to change the world with. And you take all of those skills that you learned early on when you weren't doing the thing that lit you up, that wasn't necessarily going to change the world. And if you have that drive, you have that thing in you and it's literally, it's tough for everyone. But if you have that, like, God, follow it, follow it. Remember, I was stoked to make $300 a month. I felt ass backwards into everything else, but I was so excited to just be doing something that felt really good. And then as that number grew, it was awesome. And I, and to this day, my team reports like KPIs to me and, you know, a lot, just a lot of numbers. And I'm like, oh God, like I just, I never care about that that much. Like I'm, I'm training my brain to care more, <laughs> but um, my business coach had asked me like, what's your revenue goal for the year when I first started working with her? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, well, like, what do you think? Like based on last year's numbers. And I was like, I don't know. I, I frankly, I don't even think I know last year's numbers. And she's like, okay, then what, what basic, like she just kept pestering. Like, what, what is your revenue goal? I said, I don't know. I'm just happy to be here. And she laughed because she, she works with like, you know, entrepreneurs that are really, you know, motivated with a very set, maybe financial goal, very set um, KPIs that they, you know, are very, they're working towards from a data standpoint. (laughs) And I just, and I still feel that way. I still feel that way. Like I'm happy to be here. This is a gift. It is something that I'm excited about. It is something that I've worked very hard towards. And then I continue to care and work very hard towards through all seasons of my life, some better, some worse. And, you know, I've done my best through all the different good and challenging seasons. And um, I'm going to keep showing up for it wherever it continues to take me, wherever, like, however my business continues to follow my life, like I'm going to keep showing up for it and trying to put good stuff out into the world because I have an opportunity to have really big impact and influence in a positive way. And I want to do that. And if you have made it through this episode, thank you for listening. And I hope you're able to take parts of it and whether it's just more context to like, I guess the story behind the brand, or it is to take some of these concepts or some of these tendencies or some of these stories and experiences or examples and apply it to your own thing. Like take it and run with it. If this resonated with you, I would love, love, love to have this conversation and and to start having more of these conversations because, you know, social media tends to only show one side. It shows either what your craft is or what the life is now, but there really is so much more behind the scenes, so much work that has gone into it. Like, you know, what's that? I always think of like the iceberg example, like you only see the tip of it, but under there's just so much, so much that got you to that point. So again, if this episode has resonated with you, if you have a similar experience, I'd really love to hear it. Please, please share, please engage. I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. 
the Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you and please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Mm -hmm.